And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys are having a terrific week, or rather, hope you had a terrific weekend. It is a Monday. Uh, yeah, it's President's Day today, and uh, most most other podcasts are off. I don't think there's really any conservative uh, podcast going strong today. But uh, look, you know, most of you guys are not degenerates who work for the government, so you actually still had to go to work today. I'm not going to leave you hanging on your uh, afternoon commute back home, so... Doing the podcast today, uh, you know, I've, I've got you guys' back. I do have to keep it extremely short today. Uh, just going to answer some questions from the audience. I had some, uh, some, some good questions over on Twitter, so I'll do some listener mail. I'll keep it real short, and as always, I will definitely make it up to you with a much longer episode on Wednesday. Uh, before I get to listener mail, guys, I need to say hi to our, our sponsors over at Man Beard Company. Gentlemen, look, studies show that everything in your life will get better if you grow a beard. I mean, you're like 75% more likely to get a raise at work. Uh, Your marriage will be better. Your kids will get better grades in school. Uh, You know, if you go on a game show, you're you're much more likely to win a free car. I mean, you know, it sounds ridiculous, but experts have shown that growing a beard truly does improve your life. Maybe you already have a beard and, uh, you know, it just looks like shit. It's probably because you're using the wrong beard oil. Guys, check out Man Beard Company. Man Beard Company Beard Oils have the appropriate amount of fatty acids, vitamin E, and vitamin A to keep your beard in great shape. It, it, it'll it make your beard look great. It'll smell great. Uh, it's not greasy or oily. I, I've used some bad beard oil in my day. Uh, <laughs> you know, It might smell good, but it's you know it doesn't feel good on your skin. It, it's greasy and oily. It, not the case. This is premium stuff, top quality. Check them out over at manbeardco.com. That is manbeardco.com. Dot com. Use the promo code NOGIMMICKS, that is one word, the promo code NOGIMMICKS for a great deal on your order of beard oil. Punch the bear, tame the beard, man beard company. Check them out immediately. Guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NOGIMMICKSPOD. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or Spotify. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate it. All right. Uh, let's jump right into some listener mail. Um, I had some good questions. had some bad questions, too, but I'll get to as many of them as I can. First question, uh, is the delegate system in place so the Democrats can bone an undesirable candidate with the image of fairness? Uh, I think you mean the, the super delegate system, which, you know, because the nominating process on both sides at the convention is, you know, whoever gets the most, uh, the majority of delegates is the nominee. Uh, the Democrats have super delegates, which are not, they can vote for whoever they want. They don't have to vote for, you know, the candidate that won their state. Or anything like that. And yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously the superdelegate system is in place so the Democrats can can prevent a candidate they don't like from becoming the nominee. And and to be honest with you, like everybody makes fun of them for that. Everybody rags on them for that. But is that really the worst idea in the world? <laughs> like, I, I actually don't really have a problem with the parties being more powerful than they are or, or have been in recent years and having the, the ability to prevent uh, you know, say a communist like Bernie Sanders uh, from becoming their party's nominee. Um, 
I, I think the Democratic superdelegates should. They should screw over Bernie Sanders again, <laughs> like they did in 2016. They should. I think they would actually be patriots for uh, screwing over Bernie Sanders and keeping him from uh, becoming the nominee. I think, I mean, obviously, I think Trump would... Uh, would bounce Bernie's head off the ground like a basketball. I think he'd 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 beat him soundly in a general election. But anything can happen, and uh, you know it's not a good it's not a good thing for the country as a whole if, if Bernie Sanders is the nominee from a, a major party. So I really don't have a problem with with the superdelegate system. To be honest with you. Next question: If he wins the nomination, would Bloomberg actually pick Hillary as his running mate? Yeah, this is uh, the Bloomberg uh, campaign floated the idea of picking Hillary Clinton as, as his running mate if he's the nominee. He would. There's no way. There's no way. I mean, the Democrats don't don't really like Hillary Clinton anymore. Like her time has come and gone. There's no way Bloomberg would do it. I I mean, I think there's about a 200 percent chance if Bloomberg's the nominee uh, that he would pick uh, an African American just to try to get past the uh, the stop and frisk stuff. You know, he's catching a lot of heat from from the black community for, uh, you know, his policies when he was mayor of New York City, city with stop and frisk and, and all that stuff. So I think just to, you know, to try to win over black support, he, he'd just pick just anybody. It doesn't even matter. Cory Booker or Kamala Harris, just any, you know, insert African-American here. <laughs> you know, I think that's what Bloomberg would do. And look, it's already a dangerous job being president of the United States. I mean, several presidents have been assassinated. There, there. Can, can you imagine any more dangerous position than being president of the United States when Hillary Clinton is the second in in the line of succession? My goodness, Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself either. Next question. This is an important question. Why does Sweden have a disproportionate amount of great metal bands per capita compared to other countries? And this is after already having been blessed with ABBA. Seems like something fishy's going on, no? Um, one, ABBA sucks, had to say it, sorry. Um, there are a lot of metal bands from Sweden. I mean, I, there's not that many people that live in Sweden, and half of them are in metal bands. The thing is about Swedish metal bands, too, and there are a lot of good ones, but they all take the, the all their photo shoots, it's the same photo shoot. It's like they're wearing all black, and they have winter coats on, and they're in the snowstorm, in the, like, deep in the woods in Sweden. It's like, I mean... Do they live there? Do Swedish metal bands just live in the woods? I mean, it's like, you know, I I have a buddy who uh, hunts elk and deer a lot in northern Montana, and they always pack a, a fifty caliber pistol with them because there's so many grizzly bears up there. They're worried about grizzly bears. I imagine it's the same way in Sweden with these metal bands. If you're like a deer hunter in Sweden, you're just worried about just roaming bands of of, of metal singers in the woods just waiting to kill you. Essentially, Swedish metal bands are grizzly bears. So, yep. <clears throat> so I didn't, I didn't know uh, that answer was going to end up where it did. It just kind of, I, I just started down a road and, and just kept walking. And uh, that's how it turned out. There you go. Next question. How are you celebrating President's Day? Uh, well, by doing this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, President's Day is dumb. It originally was George Washington. We celebrated George Washington's birthday, which I believe it's not today. It's, uh, I think it's the 22nd, February 22nd is George Washington's birthday. Um, and then, you know, it, you know, any excuse for 
government workers to get a day off. They they will. They'll make a federal holiday about uh, over just about anything. But it's like I don't know. Presidents stay so stupid. I have no problem celebrating George Washington's birthday. You know, the the first president won the Revolutionary War. The you know a great historical figure, obviously. But like, I'm really supposed to celebrate FDR. Like FDR was a communist tyrant. Like I, we're supposed to celebrate Woodrow Wilson. He was also a communist tyrant and also a racist. Yeah, like we're supposed to we're celebrating James Buchanan, Andrew Johnson, really. <laughs> like the, the thing is about presidents. I get that it's a tough job. I get that there's a tough job, but there's only been a handful of good presidents. I mean, like the the likelihood when we elect a new president that that president is going to be a good one is extraordinarily low. I mean, there's, you know, taking, like, the most recent few presidents, you can't judge Trump. He's a sitting president. You can't really... Like, I don't even know if enough time has passed to judge even, like, George W. Bush and Barack Obama. I, I have a feeling uh, that history won't be kind to, to either of them, but, um, like, I mean, you know, there's been 44 presidents. And, yes, 44, not 45. Grover Cleveland was president twice, and he's the same guy, so I don't know why he counts twice. But out of the, you know, 44 men who have been president of the United States, there's been... I mean, you know, Washington, Coolidge, Harding, Cleveland, Reagan, Lincoln to a certain extent. I mean, so there's been, you know, what what was that, seven or eight good ones, and there's been a handful of maybe average presidents, your John Adams of the world, Grant, Eisenhower, Taft, Ford, you know, Truman. There's There's been a handful of average presidents, but the vast majority— like at least 30 of the 44 presidents have been absolute nightmares. It's a tough gig and uh not many of them have 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 done a very good job. So I don't I don't get why just we're just celebrating the office of the presidency. It's like we're we're not slaves to the state. I mean, this isn't a monarchy. Like we're not celebrating like the king or whatever. Like I don't know why we have to celebrate the office itself. It seems a little ridiculous to me. Um, let's see. Oh, here's a good one. Here, here's a good one. Uh, I like it because uh, this person's attempting to be mean to me. I think uh, as a libertarian, wouldn't or shouldn't you have a problem with Trump using taxpayer money to attend the Daytona 500? Okay, like one, I, I like the snark here. Are you one of those libertarians that always accuses every other libertarian of not being a real libertarian? Like every everyone else is bad, and you're the true pure pure as the driven snow libertarian everybody else sucks it's like those people are super annoying um but look i mean yes i guess like in the perfect world a president wouldn't use taxpayer dollars for in a perfect world there would be no taxation everything would be voluntary okay i mean we can go all the way to that but like yeah i mean calvin coolidge my favorite president he didn't do anything like hardly any public appearances he didn't go to sporting events he just clocked in, did his job, clocked out at five, and went and played golf. I mean, that was it. Like, he just he did nothing, right? Silent Cal, they called him. But that's just not—every president does this stuff. Like, every president does this stuff. They spend a ridiculous amount of taxpayer dollars to fly Air Force One all over the place and make appearances and rile up their base and everything else. But, like, out of out of every—like, that does not—who cares? Trump went to the tone of 500. He— did a few laps in the beast. Everybody cheered. It was fine. I mean, presidents fly all over the place, throw out first pitches at baseball games. Uh, you know, like, it's just what presidents do. And that's a drop in the bucket <laughs> in terms of like, our spending issues. 
like Bernie Sanders tweeted out today, uh, you know, how our, our military budget, our military budget is bigger than all these countries combined. He listed China and a, and a bunch of other countries. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can, I am sympathetic to the argument that our military spending is too high. Um, I don't want to take away, I don't want to reduce it drastically. I don't want to leave us vulnerable, and I obviously don't want to take uh, anything away from the troops, you know, the equipment and, and the resources they need, obviously. You know, there are some, we could trim the fat in the in the military budget. You know, like we're still screwing around with this F-22 program. They've been working on that jet for what, like 10 years now? And it's not even operational. It has all kinds of technical problems, and, and we've dumped like tens of billions of dollars into it. And we have the F-18, which is by far the greatest fighter jet anywhere on the planet, bar none. Like, we don't even need it. So we're just spending billions on this F-22 program for absolutely no reason, right? Like, we could absolutely trim that. But why Bernie Sanders is an idiot is because he wants to triple the federal budget on new with new entitlement programs. And as of right now, in 2020, entitlements entitlement spending is over 60%. It's like 61 62% of the federal budget. Military spending is 13%. And I think military spending is too high, but it's 13%. It's literally a drop in the bucket compared to entitlements. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, welfare, all that stuff is over 60% of the federal budget. Bernie Sanders doesn't talk about that, but he wants to reduce military spending, which is 15%. And so look, if, if you have blood shooting out of your eyes like Joe Biden because, you know, whatever, a, a few taxpayer dollars were spent flying Trump's but to the Daytona 500, I mean, yes, I guess we could get mad at that. But, I mean, entitlement spending is is jeopardizing the future of the republic, not the Daytona 500. <laughs> All right, so I apologize. I do have to cut it very short, but I will make it up to you on Wednesday. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. Uh-huh.